What's going on, guys? It's Mike Cerrone from the DC Crossover Podcast. Ben and I have been producing audio content since our teenage years. But now, don't we wish we had the tools you guys have to create and distribute your own content? Let me quickly tell you about our new sponsor, Anchor. Now, if you haven't heard about Anchor, it's definitely something I love using. One reason, because it's free, people, F-R-E-E. As most of you may know, free is one of my favorite words, so don't get that mixed up. So no charge to start up with Anchor. Now let's talk about how easy it is to use. With Anchor, there are creation tools that allow you guys to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Super simple and super accessible from anywhere. Now that you recorded, how do you distribute to the streaming apps? Anchor does it for you, folks. Whether it be Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or more, they got you. Using Anchor, you can actually make money from your podcast. Straight hard cash, homie. Whether you have a handful of friends, family, or group that wants to hear your content, there is no minimum listenership. It's everything you would ever need to make a podcast in one simple place. Want to get started? Here's what you guys need to do. Download the free Anchor app on your phone or go to anchor.fm to get your podcast started today. Now back to our nation's capital with Sarone and Simpson. As the Nationals are struck away from franchise history and some World Series history. Swing and a miss! Swing and a miss! Swing and a miss! And a World Series Game 7 winning Curly W is in the books! It's not a dream! It's not a desert mirage! It's Lord Stanley! And he is coming to Washington! Oh, oh, great crossover. Got Just him. <laughs> That's called getting put on skates. Down to two, down to one, and the Washington football team with the upset in Pittsburgh, handing the Steelers their first loss of the season, coming back from 14-0 down. What a win. The show by the fans for the fans. Covering all four major sports in the District of Champions. It's the DC Crossover Podcast with your hosts, Mike Cerrone and Ben Simpson. Hello and welcome to another episode of the DC Crossover, episode number 64. On The Contender Live, if you're listening throughout the week, you're hearing us right now on the airwaves at thecontender.com, or you might be catching us on iTunes or Spotify. There's so many different ways that you can catch us. Also on YouTube, the full video episode. Yeah, you get to see Mike and I's beautiful faces on YouTube. Uh, The full episodes are on our YouTube channel. The best way to get access to all of this is to follow us on Twitter at the DC Crossover. That's where all the links are. And you can follow Mike Cerrone at Cerrone16. That is Mike Cerrone, as I mentioned. I am Ben Simpson. Uh, Special show today in the works because (laughs) here's the thing. uh, We just, as DC sports fans, we just watched two of our teams get eliminated from the playoffs here with the Caps and the Wiz. And, with the quickness. Uh, it, was, it was rough. First-round exits. And so we've decided to eat our sorrows away by sampling on the show in a little bit. Not doing it yet. This is a teaser. We're going to sample the Cha-King from 
Burger King, the chi- the chicken, the chicken. It's it's a C H apostrophe King, I I believe, and it's their spicy chicken. They've got regular and spicy chicken sandwich. Now, Mike, I, I know we're gonna we're gonna talk we're gonna sample the sandwich in a little bit, but mm-hmm. the interesting thing with this, and by the way, if you haven't listened already, back in the summer last year we did some chicken sandwich tournament tastings and things like that. Go listen to those episodes. That was a blast. That was before this sandwich even existed, Mike. Because Burger <laughs> yeah, King, right. I believe they they had a regular chicken sandwich that was in that tournament, and I think they got like blown out first round. No, no, they weren't in there. Or, or they, we, I, you're right, because I don't think they even they didn't make it. They, they, I think they had a chicken sandwich. They had that stupid one that looks like a sub. Yeah, or it's horrible. Like it's horrible. So they weren't even in in <laughs> uh, in the running. But I, uh, Burger King, first of all, is a place that like I mean I can't tell you the last time I've been to Burger King. Me too. Like it's just not in the regular rotation. Is it in the yeah. regular rotation for anybody, you think? I don't think so because I even texted you when we were coming up with this idea that, honestly, the only thing I would go to Burger King for is maybe a milkshake when I'm like, you know. I didn't even know they had milkshakes, so you're blowing my well, mind. I th- okay. well, well, the last one I had was like probably eight years ago, so maybe it wasn't <laughs> right, a great right, thing. Right. But they do have great onion rings, even though I think they're fake onion rings. But at the same time, right. it's like it's like they are just not – cream of the crop anymore everyone says like oh mcdonald's and burger king like no one says burger king <laughs> no one does there's just nothing that's really that's you know top of the notch there so it's like it just makes no sense how you look at all the fast food restaurants and burger king hasn't thrived in anything and now they're you know looking at everyone else saying let's take a year and a half <laughs> to make this sandwich well, <laughs> like, you know, you're compared right to everybody else you're right i mean like i think because obviously the Popeye phenomenon of their when their chicken sandwich came out and there were lines, I mean out wazoo. I mean there the drive-through lines yeah. were insane. You'd have to wait like an hour to get a Popeye's chicken sandwich at the time right. when they first came out. Now you, I ordered Uber Eats for mine. You went to the physical location. Oh, that was not a good experience. So what was the deal? Was it more? What, do you think it was? chicken sandwich like a line or was it more just like it's dinner time and people are just getting their sunday burger king oh so oh you're talking about the burger king i thought you're talking about the popeyes no no no. popeyes one we already know that one yeah that, that was a bad one. yeah so the, the burger king one i ordered it on the app because i was I, I like doing the app game you're you know that app, i like your big food app guy yeah i like going on the apps because the apps give you, you the know, deals the, yeah the deals the free stuff this and that this and that so i got a free four-piece nugget with it oh, so i was okay. like all right that's, i'll take now, the burger day. king nuggets well give me I, I don't think i've had a burger king nugget in my life they're not that good what, um, what, what's so, their closest comparison are they like similar to mcdonald's or wendy's or what so those are the only two that have real real nuggets i think it's the only yes yeah, so about three of them have nuggets i think that's well, at least the ones that we go to yeah uh, around here in the east coast um I would say they are probably, I mean, because McDonald's is like a signature taste, no matter what part of the chicken it is. It's a right. signature taste, and it's always pretty good because everyone it's likes it. got that signature, um, like, crust to the outside yeah, ex- on the McDonald's exactly. nugget. Yeah. And then, th- then the, the Wendy's is real smooth, and the, they have spicy and stuff like that. I would say it's comparable like, in the look as a uh, Wendy's nugget, but it's also not even close to being the same taste. Gotcha. Like, okay. a Wendy's nugget is nice and smooth. This one was just like... So it's probably, like, the like, worst fast food nugget out oh easy okay easy, good easy. good to know good to know i'll i'll avoid but but, but the yeah, exactly well you already avoid burger king in the first I, place yeah i do i don't ever really go but that's the thing so so i went there and i ordered on the app and there's literally no one in line now i've seen burger kings left and right around town being being basically you know out of business because there's no one ever there there's one over uh that was by the carmax over there on 28 mm-hmm. 
and there's is over there by the Buffalo uh, Wild Wings, and uh, that one had literally no one ever at that place. I think they finally went out of business. And this one over on Eldon Street, which you're familiar yep, of. Yep, yep. That <laughs> I know, one. I know that one. Yep. That one. Uh, it's a sad th- state of affairs with that one. There, there are more cicadas there today than there has been customers in the last year. Oh, man. I mean, it was a, d- a desolate area. And the funny thing was I ordered, and I went around to the window, and she was like, can you go around to the front? So I went around to the front door, and I sat there right. for like 10 minutes. And I'm like, all right, what's happening here? Like it's, it's you have no one here. So she just they sent anything. you around to a door and you just wait. Which there's no one in line. Okay. <laughs> there was no one in the. I, I don't understand when there's no one in the fast food line. Why are you making me you know go around? Everyone waits in the fast food line sometimes. Right. So then I see the guy like looking around, just like this short guy just looking around for me, like holding the bag like up in the air, like if anyone just wants to drive by and just take it. And I look over at him and I wave him to my car and he says, "No, you come to me." Whoa! And he waved me to him. Whoa, whoa! Which made me go all the way around the restaurant again just to grab the bag. I'm not, I'm not liking what I'm hearing right now. No, well, that's probably why there's You're no the one there. You're the customer. You shouldn't be having right. to get up and go. What the heck's going on here? Oh, Wait, I, I so had you to get went up and through go. the drive-through line to get your pickup yep. order, and they said, "Go ahead and pull around." To the to the front, to the front door, which, which is the front of the Burger look, King. Look, I've been in that situation where maybe like you're in the fast food line and the the, the the food is taking longer than they want, so they say, actually, you know, go pull up there. We'll bring it out to you because we got to keep the the, yep. the line going. I've right. never been told to get out of my car to go yeah. get it. Like, what are we well, doing? I didn't get out. Of, oh, I didn't get out of my car. He waved because I wasn't out of the car. I was in the car. Right. He waved me to drive well, over to him. What's he doing? What he which. I, I understand that he wants he, like he didn't want to walk all the way across the parking lot, but you told me you're, to go you're to the, the customer. front. You're the customer. Door, the, the front door. I mean, they probably know their days are numbered there at Burger King because the sole fact True. that there's no customers there. I do have my but at the same King time. Cup it was here, right there. I, Not I a sponsor that. of the show, by the way. I saw that. Um, but I, and I, by the way, I like their old logo better than that. Yeah. That ret- retro was weird. Um, but at the same time, it's just like I looked at it and I was like, "Come on, guy!" Like. You know, you guys weren't ready when I ordered. I ordered five minutes ago, so you guys should have been already making that thing. It doesn't and I had take to wait another ten to minutes. Get this stuff together. It's not real food. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. They're not so, making uh, a signature burger back there or whatever. Yes, ex- yeah. There's no signature things in that whole entire menu. But yes, definitely a D plus. I would Ooh. give them uh, because it was just not. Now a good here's experience. the thing: the, won't be returning back there. The experience is not going to affect our review of the sandwich, which is coming up in a bit. But before we get to the sandwich. The meat of the show, if you will. First, mm-hmm. we got to do a quick rewind. we got to take a look back at the previous week in D.C. sports. Not a whole lot going on. I'll touch on the Wizards. Mike will touch on the Nats. First off with the Wiz, Mike, on Monday, the Game 4 win over Philly. This was the one that got us excited because Joel Embiid went down after 11 minutes. Um, and there was a breath of life in this team because... They got the win. Uh, you know, Russ got 21 points and 14 assists. Uh, Robin Lopez played really well, going 8 for 11 for the field with 16 points. And then Embiid, uh, we kind of thought, okay, if Embiid is out next game or something like that, this could get interesting. Uh, he was out next game, but the Wizards still lost. Game 5 on Wednesday last week. Uh, not, I mean, it started out pretty good. This was a good first quarter. You kind of thought they had a chance. But at the end of the day, the bench points just Huge difference there. The Wiz just got no scoring off their bench. 19 points. The Sixers, though, they surely did. 40 points for them. The Wizards' season is 
Dunzo. What about the Nats this past week, Mike? The Nats didn't do too much better at going three and four this week. They started off on Monday losing five to three to the Braves. Joe Ross struggled early, but finished with one run allowed in the last four innings of his outing. Turner struggled at the dish, 4Ks. That's not good for one of your top guys. And the Nats got within a run with about four in the fourth inning but could not pull ahead as they lose their sixth game out of their last seven on that Monday. Tuesday, they did break the skid by beating the Braves 11-6, a five-game losing streak. Uh, Strauss leaves the game after only 30 pitches with a ball ricocheting off his gloves like arm, and now he's on the IL with a neck strain. It's like, I don't know what's going on with him. We'll have to get to him later. Ends up getting put on uh, the 10-day DL for a neck strain, but Soto and Zim both hit two-run bombs to lead the way, beating the Braves 11-6. On Wednesday, they beat the Braves 5-3. Lester goes five and two-thirds of one-run baseball in just three days of rest. Soto homers again. The Braves tied up in the bottom of the seventh, but Jan Gomes takes it back with an eighth inning home. Run. And then it went downhill very quickly. The Nats lost to the Braves 5 to 1. Corbin allows four runs uh, late in that game after I texted you and Dan, and I, uh, sh- I guess I jinxed him because I said he's having a great outing so far, low pitch count, and then everything started going kaput and uh, getting run score on left and right. Then on Friday, they beat the Phils 2 to 1. Max, once again, another gem, 7 and 2 thirds, one earned run, and 9 Ks. Also, we might get to Max a little bit later because there's a lot of articles out there about him possibly getting traded if they're not in the running. And Saturday, they lost to the Phillies 5-2. McCutcheon hits a three-run home run after an error at first base by Josh Bell. That was not a good sign. And then Sunday, today, as we record this, they lost to the Phillies 12-6. Austin Both gets hit in the face, breaks his nose. I mean, what else is going to happen? The Nats bullpen stinks it up just as they have on the scoreboard as of late. It has not been pretty to say the least, especially it's a roller coaster. It is. It is. I mean, a three and four week, you kind of, we talked about it uh, heading in. I mean, these are big division games. Um, I mean, you like the fact that they take that Braves series. I mean, that's again, the Braves, as I check my wall up here uh, with my little standings board, the Braves are second in the division at the time, at least, uh, you know, a, a couple days back. Um, so you got to love them winning that series, but then losing uh, in the Philly series. Well, I guess they, they they split the Braves. Excuse me. It was two two. I mean, because yeah. it was four yep. games. I apologize. So two and two. I mean, you split the Brave, Brave series. That's okay. But you lose that Philly series in really bad fashion, especially Saturday and Sunday. And it's just getting ugly, especially um, you know with what happened today. With now Austin Voth is Voth is is got a freaking broken nose. Crazy play, by the way. If you watch, I was watching it live, and it's like it wasn't as bad as the Kevin Pillar hit in the face thing, but it was it right. was like oh this is. This is not good. This is not good. But you know what? What is good, Once Mike? again, another starter is going exactly, down. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. You know what else? You know what is good, though, Mike, is let's put aside all of the, the losing and the worries and things like right. that, and let's settle in for a food review. What the hell is that? I mean, it tastes like a stuffing that you'd stick in the ass end of a turkey. Seafood crepe. Yeah. That's seafood crap. When you take a bite of that cod, it's almost like you've got a breaded condom in your mouth. It's like it's been left out for days and it's been attacked by cats. Dry and tasteless. It's dry, it's dry. How dry that is. Bland as anything. It is bland. Bland. There's no seasoning in there. Everything's bland. Bland. It's bland. Pasta's bland. I don't even think he likes the water. Been a while since it's we been a while since we played that. <laughs> the little food review. Uh, so yeah, we've got uh, a food review for you folks because Burger King has come out with their chicken 
and they've got a spicy and a regular version. So if you did not catch our food reviews that we did over the summer, previous summer, uh, the way we, we did a whole spicy chicken tournament. And I believe, I'm trying to remember, did Popeyes win the tourney? Uh, by the vote from the fans. Right. Yes, it actually ed- it edged it out. It was vote. a I think it went to 53 to 47% on the vote, something like that. Yeah, it was close. Very, very close. It was close because, yeah, we, when we did the final four, it was Chick-fil-A versus Wendy's, Popeye's versus Zaxby's, and then Chick-fil-A versus Popeye's in the final. So go check out those episodes. Episode 52 was the final four, but we had uh, episode 50 was the one versus eight in the four or five matchup. So 50, 51, and 52. You should go check those out. All right, so if you haven't heard us review food before, the way we do that is uh, we've got a couple categories of rating. We've got price, we've got taste, we've got presentation, and then we give an overall score, all of these being out of 10. So at the end of the day, the highest possible score that one of these sandwiches could get is a 40. Um, I don't think that's going to happen. I don't think... I I think our lowest was Arby's. Arby's was pretty bad. So... It was like a 17. First off, (laughs) uh, we've got the chicken. And by the way, for those... Here's a teaser for those who want to watch on the YouTube... Uh, watch the video, go to the YouTube, and you can watch it. Now, Mike, if I recall correctly, you are one who doesn't like any of the toppings that they put on the sandwiches, right? So you usually ask for it completely plain. Well, this is usually pickles, and I I do not like pickles. I'm not a pickle fan, so I did ask for no picks. No pickles. So we've got the – oh, man. I mean, this is a, a hunk of meat here. It is a hunk of meat. I'm looking at it too. I had to turn my, uh, I had to plug my computer in so that get the the light got brighter. Yeah. So there you go. For those who want to watch the video, oh, that sauce or what can. that is. Yeah, I think there's. I believe that there is like a sauce. It's like a savory sauce that I saw on the there's app. There's a bunch of pickles on it, and then you've got the chicken, which is a hefty piece of chicken. All right. So That's the way we got to do this is uh, we got to not eat it at the same time. So yes. because that's what that's how we figured it out last time. So. Mike, why don't you do the honors and take the first few bites of here? Okay. And he's gonna Mike's he's going gonna up. move his mic because look, there are a lot of podcasts that will eat on the mics, and we will not do that. Uh, we we don't want to subject you to the eating. Now, for those watching YouTube, you get to watch us eat. So if you're not into that, then I'm sorry. Um, but yeah, I mean, overall, well, Mike is let let him chew and things like that. But I'm looking at this sandwich right now. Big hefty piece of chicken. I'll say right off the bat. And again, those watching on, t- on YouTube, you can see very hefty piece of chicken. We've got decent buns. I mean, nothing fancy when it comes to these buns. They look pretty standard. Uh, mine has, so I did get ones with pickles, and there's like four pickles on it, um, which I know is, is not your favorite. The sauce is interesting, Mike, because right. this doesn't look like your standard mayo. This looks like some sort of concoction, like a mayo mixed with something else. Um, so I'm gonna take my bite. Let's let's listen okay. to your some of your initial feedback. So we both got the spicy because we both prefer, prefer. Sorry, got chicken still in my throat. Apparently, got uh, both got the spicy because we both prefer the spicy. And like you said, the bun is more just like a regular potato bun or whatever you want to say. That was the difference between Zaxby's and a lot of other places. Zaxby's didn't have the best chicken, but they did have the best bun because they they buttered it or did something with it or another. This bun is just like, here's two bookends of a sandwich. Um, but the chicken, 
The spice factor, not that big. Not really that much spice in it. The the sauce, though, the sauce is kind of surprisingly good. Um, I think the chicken, like you said, it was a hefty piece of meat. Uh, but at the same time, I think that they kind of went uh, too much chicken and maybe too much frying on this one. Now, I went to a Burger King that was basically desolate with people. So this might have been made yesterday. Uh, you never know. Um but uh, it was a little bit on the drier side, but the uh, sauce, I will say, was surprisingly good compared to uh, some other restaurants or fast food establishments that we've had in the past. Now, is Ben having more than one bite? I, this is the longest bite I've ever it seen was in my a life. Big bite. It was a big bite. I mean, it's a lot <laughs> of chicken. Um, <laughs> man, okay. Um, interesting. This is very interesting. So, initial impressions. Sorry, I need no, to look at it. I need to look at it. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, get a double take here. So, and, and I was listening to your feedback as well. So right off the bat, only a little bit of tingle as far as like heat, spice. Ooh, you, tingle, yeah. You get a little bit of tingle from it. I mean, as we know, with fast food sandwiches, they're never going to go overboard on the spice because it's got to be commercially uh, yes. accessible for the public. So like your McDonald's. Don't get sued. Exactly. Like your Popeye's hot uh, spicy chicken sandwich. Really not that spicy. Um, Chick-fil-A, yeah. same deal. Uh, unless you've like never had spice in your life, then maybe you, you would lo- eat this and be like, oh, man, that's got a great kick. But for guys like Mike and I, I mean, Mike used to eat Flamin' Hot Doritos like every day. So his... I bought, bought, bought two bags the other day. Yeah, there you go. So he still does. <laughs> um, so his, your, your heat tolerance and my heat tolerance is pretty, you know, pretty high. But yeah, a little, little bit of heat to it. I think my issue is the, the size of the chicken is big which is nice because you're not looking at a small piece of chicken, but it's yeah. not that juicy of a chicken. Right. It's pretty bland tasting. Like, there's no signature taste to the chicken. Like, the breading itself, Mike, doesn't really... Like, I'm going to take a little small piece of just, like, kind of a little bit of chicken in the breading and just okay. put into that. I love being on Zoom here. His facial expressions are the best. It's just Check not, out YouTube. Yeah. <laughs> It's just not. It, it, it's it's it's, it's, it's just just normal. Yeah, it's not really like there's nothing special to it. Like it's you know you go get a chicken sandwich. Now we both talked about the McDonald's one. Maybe we'll do that in the future. But we already ate that one before. Yeah, I haven't given it an official review yet. It was in our tournament, but it wasn't that particular sandwich because they made a new one, an updated one. But at the same time, you look at those kind of sandwiches. Okay, now McDonald's one. I think the new one is a little bit better than this. But we'll get to the 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 you know the categories and stuff like that here in a second. But I think you're talking about that. It's just like you know, it's just a regular chicken sandwich. Now it's not as low as a McChicken from McDonald's, right? But it's not as high as like a Popeyes or Chick Fil A sandwich easily, right? No, no, I'm with you. I think it's not like terrible. Like when I when I yeah. when I bite into this, it, I mean, I do like I said, I do appreciate the idea of giving this hefty piece of chicken. I mean, this is a, I mean, I had a couple bites and there's still a lot of chicken left to go. Um, so big hefty piece. The sauce is interesting. I think you mentioned that as well. Like, yes, um, yes. it's got a kind of an interesting consistency to the sauce. Um, and I don't know if the sauce itself is spicy or not. Uh, I know sometimes with these sandwiches, that's how they try to get some of the spice in is they'll, they'll right. put some like, you know, spicy mayo or something like that, or chipotle mayo in there. Um, yeah, bun's boring for sure. It's not a good signature bun that I feel like that, that I love or anything like that. Um, well, what we should do is compare it to our lower seats. I think it wouldn't be in the top four, obviously. Right. It would be compared to, I would say... Like a Zaxby's, um, I guess? Or no, Zaxby's well, well, was top four. Sorry, sorry, sorry. 
was it, were they? Because yeah. I remember KFC was four and Wendy's was five. Oh, so those were the seeds. But then in the final four of the tournament itself, right? The, the, remember there were some upsets because the five seed and the six seed both both made the final four of the tourney, um, which was pretty surprising. Right. But the seven was McDonald's. The three was Shake Shack. Um, the four uh, was KFC. Four was KFC. Yep. Yeah. Eight was Arby's. Five was Wendy's. Um, what was the three? Uh, did I? Let's see. Three versus six was three was Shake Shack. Shake Shack. Shake. Yeah, oh yeah, because yeah, we we heard a lot of good reviews on that one. That's yeah. Right. Yeah. I, I think this is like middle of the pack. Like if I had a, yeah. yeah, I think this would have be falling into like if we did one through eight seeds, like this would be like a four or five type range, I feel like, you know? Right. Yeah. I, I, I think that honestly, you can't put it up there with Chick-fil-A. You can't put it up there with Popeye's. Yeah. And I, I, I would say you honestly, because of Zaxby's bun and how that comes to, to basically brings everything together. I mean, I wouldn't even put it with that. Uh, Wendy's, like we said, was surprisingly good. Now I think KFC has I mean, after our tournament because our, we made that tournament they actually you know watched it and listened mm-hmm. to it uh, they remade their sandwich I think three times since then yeah <laughs> which yeah, is like all right have. you guys are specializing in chicken let's be <laughs> honest here um, but I would definitely put it above Arby's but I wouldn't really go too too much further than that yeah yeah I'm with you I think and and it's interesting because I think as we talked about Burger King does did technically have a chicken sandwich on the menu but it was really kind of boring and not even worthy to make our tournament but now this one puts them at least in the conversation it doesn't put them in the top sandwich conversation but it puts them in the middle of the pack conversation so you gotta like that um so i mean overall uh let's get in some ratings let's get in some ratings so let's get into so so price so it was i didn't because i did delivery you never you know that uber eats and stuff like that jacks up the the prices um so but i found online at least what i found i found a spicy king for five seventy nine was the price point I found. Did you, that's what did I you got, find yeah. something around there? Okay. I, I believe that's what the app was. Okay, yes. so five seventy nine. Um all right, so rating out of ten for the price. So I mean it's a big piece of chicken. Like if this was the only thing you bought, I think you'd no, but I think you'd be full. But here's the thing. If I'm getting one thing from a fast food menu, it's gotta be five dollars or less in my mind. Yes. You can't I mean, the whole reason why you're going to a Burger King or a McDonald's or those types of places is you want a lot of food for a little amount of money. Five seventy nine, and that's just for the sandwich. Imagine if you got fries and the drink, you're probably close to nine, ten dollars, something like that. And that's just you can't have that for like a for a value meal or things like that. So, um, you know, my rating for out of ten for the price, I mean, I'm gonna have to go right in the middle at a five. I think that like I I need that price point to be. Under five dollars, and maybe it is in some regions of the country, but in our region at least, it's five seventy nine. So I'm going five out of ten. Yeah, I definitely agree with that one. I'm going to go with a four point five just for the sole fact that I mean, number one, I want to be different than you, but also number two is you know it it's it's Burger King. I'm not going to go there just for you know a chicken sandwich, and if I do, I want it to be kind of like a Popeyes deal where it's like you know you're paying three seventy or something like that for the sandwich. You don't want to go up there and pay two dollars more right. for a more subpar sandwich than another competitor. Uh, and I know Popeyes and KFC and all those kind of uh, places deal with chicken a lot more than Burger King does, but let's be honest. Burger King doesn't really deal with a lot of things that well in the first place, so you can't be overcharging that many uh, people uh, for a sandwich that is a middle-of-the-road sandwich. No, that's a really good point because, again, the draw here for Burger King could be you can come get our chicken sandwich and pay less than our comp- competitors and get 
a big piece of chicken and things like that. Like, that could have been their sales point, but instead they're charging almost $6 for the spicy chicken sandwich. And as we talked about, it's not it's not up there with Chick-fil-A quality. It's not up there with even Popeye's quality. It's more in that middle ground, Zaxby's, lower than a Shake Shack, but kind of somewhere, you know, Arby's, uh, that type of area. So, um, right. all right, four and a half out of ten from Mike, five out of ten from me for price. Taste-wise, okay, I'll let you go first here for taste. I'm interested to hear okay. your perspective. So my perspective is that the bun, eh, just lame. Uh, nothing really too special with that. It feels like, like I said before, they just t- put two bookends on a sandwich and that was it. Right. Um, you know, nothing too special with that because obviously I'm I'm going back to when we did the Zaxby's and the Zaxby's bun was just out of this world. It was like buttery and it had all this kind of stuff. Whatever. They actually took time with the sandwich um, and, or a sandwich's bun, I should say. Uh, the taste, the taste uh, with the sauce was very good. I think the sauce kind of raised it up a little bit better. The chicken itself was kind of just like. Like, like like we've been saying, middle of the road, just cruising down, you know, I sixty six, you know, no worries in the world basically, because they were just like, all right, we did enough to make it uh, somewhat reasonable, uh, but the sauce put it a little over the top. So I will say for taste, I will go with just a flat out six. Okay, six out of ten from Mike for taste. Yeah, I think the sauce is interesting. It has almost a gravy quality to it, a little bit. It's like a True. little bit thicker than your standard sauces on there. Chicken. Yeah, you like the size, like we said. You like the size. You don't love the taste of it. The bun is boring. Um, the pickle component, I mean, I had a bite with some pickle in it. I know you're not a pickle guy. I'm not really necessarily a pickle guy, but I wanted to get it as is. It didn't really make a difference as far as making it the sandwich better or worse. People just think you have to have pickles because it's a spicy chicken sandwich, whatever. Um, right. Six out of ten. So I'm going to go five and a half. Five and a half out of ten from me. I, I just think that... I just wanted more. Now, if this chicken was a lot more juicy and a lot more flavorful, um, yeah. maybe had like a signature taste to it, then I think this could have gotten towards like a seven and above. But it's kind of a bland, big sandwich. That's really all it is. <laughs> uh, presentation. Yes. Now, here's where things get a little interesting because presentation-wise, the thing looks pretty damn good. That's right. I mean, it's That's a right. big piece of meat. Again, I like to just hold it up to the camera here. Um, oh, yeah. you know, it's a big, it's a big piece of meat. Um, it's the good, breading is right nice there. and even. I like the fact that the chicken itself is real thick. It's a big, thick boy, just like Mike and I, um, big, thick boy. So I'm going to go <laughs> for presentation. I'm going to push this up to a seven and a half. Ooh. I'm going to say seven and a half for presentation. I like the way it looks. It doesn't deliver. It's like it's those catfishers on on the social media apps, Mike. Oh, they they look. We're really, watching a lot of catfish. They look good from uh, the pictures and things like that, but then when you when you see them in person, yeah, it doesn't really uh, doesn't really work out. I've been watching a lot of catfish lately. Me and uh, my girlfriend have been watching a lot of catfish to the point we are on episode, or I think on season six right now. And they only have eight, uh, but season six has forty one episodes. Oh boy, that's. That's a lot of episodes. That's not a season. Um, that's like uh, that's a series right there. It's like, yeah, basically. Uh, presentation. I actually because I wrote all my scores down while you were talking uh, at first, and I wrote down a seven point five. I think it's an easy seven point five, mainly because of the sole fact that, like you said, the aesthetics of the entire sandwich look nice. Now we talked about the bun. I'm not going to go over it again, but when you're looking at the main ingredient, which is the chicken, it looks delectable. 
and that is is that the right word? Sure. Um, is, is it? Yeah, yeah. I is mean, it? delectable. It's delicious. Yeah. <laughs> it came out, and I was like, maybe it looks sense. delicious. It's delectable. Okay. Yeah, All right. Good. I, I might need to you know Google that later. Uh, He's not sure an I'm English right. teacher, folks. Uh, nope. Uh, so there you go. So I think 7.5 is a, is, is a good score for the presentation. Now it's not like you look at Popeyes and you're like, wow, this thing's going to take me an hour to eat because it's so much. But at the same time, 7.5 is a above average score. Okay. Now we're going to get to the overall. So this is where Mike yes. and I take into factor the price, <coughs> the taste and the presentation. And we figure out a fair overall score out of 10. For the item. Mike, I'll let you go first. What is your overall score for the Burger King Spicy Chicken? My overall score for the Burger King Chicken is a 6.5. A 6.5, mainly because the presentation takes it over the top. You even said it in our text message when you threw me the menu item. You said, hey, look at this Chicken. It looks really delicious. Now, the taste obviously went down just a tad bit from the 7.5 to a 6. The price was the thing that took it down the most. But, again, we're not really going to go to Burger King that often for this sandwich, mainly because of the sole fact that they're disappearing left and right. And also, you only go on a bur- you only go to Burger King on a lo- long road trip from now until the end of time because of the sole fact that they're not here that, <laughs> that much. Right. And if you're really starving and you're on the highway and that's the only thing there, then you're going to get it. Um, but... Uh, yeah, I went with a 6.5 for overall, which brings my total, by the way, to a 24.5. Ooh, you did the math. Okay. I, I, you can do the math for me, if you don't mind, uh, oh, on my oh, sheet. All right. It, well, if you have the Google Doc up, uh, you know. So, I got it. I got all it. All right. All right. So my overall score, I'm factoring in the price. I'm factoring in the taste. I'm factoring in the presentation. My overall score is going to be a 6.2 out of 10. I'm right Ooh. there near you at the 6.5. I think... If you're thinking of the 5 out of 10 overall being like, what was it, the one that we hated, the Arby's, um, was was something that we hated or things yes. like that. So, like, you know, those types of sandwiches are decent, but they're really, they're, they're, they're really not very good quality. They're not something you're going to love. Um, this, this sandwich is a little bit better than that. I think this sandwich is, it's not something that you need to really go out of your way to go have. But, like Mike said, if you're stuck on a road trip, there's no other restaurants nearby, you see Burger King on the sign, you say, you know what, let's stop into the BK, let's hang out with the King, I'll go ahead and get the spicy chicken. My overall score, 24.2. Right around the ballpark, right around the ballpark. The score for the Burger King spicy chicken. Mike and I try this stuff so you don't have to, but now you know what to expect. You don't have to get it. Yeah, you really don't have to. I'd put this in the category of you don't have to go get it. You really don't. Right, exactly. Uh, it's not that special. So that was a little taste, literally, of uh, some of the, the yep. food-related stuff that Mike and I love even more than sports. We love talking food. Um, oh, yeah. And we needed, we needed that sandwich. We earned that sandwich because of how bad our teams have been playing. But we can get we back on it. track here for the back half of the show. Let's talk a little the Washington Wizard. Washington Wizard. That was not uh, so the last show, we played the intro too soft. Now, that was way too loud, so sorry for you at home. <laughs> uh, we'll, we'll figure this out. We're doing it on the fly. It's a live show for us. Um, all right, the Washington Wizards. Season ended. Five games. They didn't get swept, which is nice. They didn't, uh, yeah, they didn't get swept by... 
the Philadelphia 76ers, which as an eight seed playing the one seed, you got to love the ability to take at least one game. Now, did they do it because Joel Embiid got hurt? Yeah, obviously. Um, but at the end of the day, you still didn't get swept. So that's always nice from a fan perspective. They gave us a right. little glimmer of hope that they could pr- possibly pull this off. A little too much hope. A l- definitely a little too much. I mean, here's the sad thing. Like, going into game five, I was actually excited. Hey, me too. <laughs> like, we, like, we were texting about it, and we were saying, like, how, oh, man, maybe they have a chance. Because it was like, all right, if they take game five and Embiid doesn't come back for game six, then if they win game six, then it's like anybody, anything can happen in the game seven. As we know, uh, what's happening with Dallas, and uh, and I believe they they got smoked by the Clippers. Uh, I don't know if that game ended yet, but I'm pretty sure it did. Um, but, uh, but yeah, I, anything can happen in a game seven, and we were like, all right, if they can just get to a game seven, maybe they have a chance. Instead, they lose. Um, the season's done. And we just wanted to talk a little bit about the Wizards as far as things like what would you want to see this team do here in this offseason? Where are the... You don't necessarily have to name specific guys that you want them to go get, but more of, you know, what positions do they need to upgrade? What are you What are you looking for from the coaching staff? Things like that. And I'll, I'll let you lead off here, Mike. So the biggest thing is, like I said, we both put money on the game. Uh, I, I believe you put the money on the game as yeah, well, if I'm not yep, mistaken. I um, and I had two parlays that involved the Wizards. I uh, put the Wizards as a uh, five-and-a-half-point underdog of when it was seven. And I also um, had the, I believe I had someone getting a certain amount of points or something. I forgot exactly what it was, Um, but uh, still salty about that. Uh, So you're looking at it and saying, okay, what do we do from here? The Wizards have good pieces around them. They got Russell Westbrook, who still can do things really, really well. This, you know, the postseason wasn't so good for him for the most part, but he still made a somewhat of an impact to the point where we did win one game, even though Embiid was out, and yada, yada, yada. But we have Bradley Beal. Bradley Beal is a superstar. He's an all-star. Everyone knows his skill set. He went out there. Him and Beal went 18 of 20 from the free throw line, so that's always solid to have. Uh, and then, obviously, they didn't do so well uh, from, from the field. 17 of 43, which is not that good. Right. Um, but... You're looking at it saying, what can we do with these two guys and surround them with the right pieces? Now, Rui, you know, I believe you said it yourself um, that he disappeared after the first half. The first half, he was like, you know, okay. And then he just wasn't there the rest of the game until like the very last six minutes where he scored most of his points. I just think that the bench situation is an issue. I think that we do have some good bench pieces. Now, I don't know if they're going to keep Robin Lopez. I don't know if they're going to keep Alex Len. Uh, Ish Smith, I believe they're, they're going to keep because he has done pretty well. He actually did pretty well in the last six or so games of our season, including the playoffs. Uh, Garrison Matthews is a pretty decent piece, even though he doesn't play that often for the most part. I don't know why. Um, but we do have some pieces on the bench that are you know that are pretty decent to have, but at the same time, we do need to bolster that that, that, that bench because obviously that's what, we, what pretty much what lost us in game five is getting outscored by 21. So we're looking at it and saying the bench needs to be upgraded. Now, does that have to be an aging veteran like a Car- Carmelo Anthony? I'm not saying they're going to sign Carmelo, but I'm saying like that's what Carmelo pretty, pretty much is for Portland. Uh, but is it going to be something like that? Is it going to be you know another sixth man you, you you find off of the bench, maybe like a Philly bench that has you know a bunch of these guys that could be you know your leader off the bench or something like that? Who knows? That's one thing that's a problem for us. I think the next big thing is what we've been talking about, at least I've been saying, for over a decade now since they had Brennan Haywood and Tom Thomas who were terrible all on their own as well, is they need to get a nice starting big man. 
Now, I don't need a guy that's going to go out there and get, you know, 27 points like a Dwight Howard in his prime in, with Orlando or Shaq at, at the Lakers. I don't need a guy like that. I would love a guy like that, but I don't need one like that because we have the scoring with Beal and Westbrook doing all that he does. Gafford, I mean, we we were shocked of how great he played right. after we gave him crap on this show. But the biggest thing that you look at is he's not a starter because he can't go out there and play 35, 40 minutes. That's just the problem. Is that you need someone to go out there, and that's what we talked about a little bit, a little bit earlier in our text thread about some rumors saying Andre Drummond has exp- experienced some interest, and that's one of your guys from the Pistons. Andre Drummond is is a beast. Now I don't know about that much anymore. He's getting older, but he still has some legs. And a guy like Gafford, who's pretty young, who can go out there and and spell him a lot. I said that if they have Gafford and Drummond, as long as they're not getting hurt, they can both go out there and and basically play 23, 24 minutes each and just spell each other from time to time, play half the quarter or whatever it may be, and then go out there and just dominate the boards. I mean, Gafford can go out there and play 25 minutes and get 7 to 10 rebounds easily. And I think Drummond is just scary enough to go down there and he scares everyone out of the paint. So... I just think that the big man is an issue. Now, I heard on the radio, too, that, oh, yeah, their small forward position sucks and all this kind of – it's like small forward is one of the easiest positions that you can go and get. I think because there's so many different ways that you can go out there and get a defensive specialist as your small forward or go get a guy that can score points uh, and play a 3 and D type thing like a Kelly Oubre Jr. or someone like that who could play that three spot. You mentioned it last week that you want a guy that's going to go out there like a Jay Crowder and say, hey, go lock down LeBron for, you know – 30 minutes this game. Just go lock him down. You know, you want a guy that can go do that. I think that's also something that you brought up last week. That's a really good point. So, in my opinion, the three main needs for the Wizards uh, this this offseason, that they need to address at least one or two of them, because uh, it's going to be hard to address all three, is number one, I think the big man that can help Gafford. Uh, Robin Lopez, you know, they, they both had a nice little you know run going, but Robin Lopez isn't, isn't a you know premier uh, big man in the in the NBA sense, I guess you could say. He, even though he did play well down the stretch, but I think if they can get a, a number one big man uh, to go along with Gafford, then number two is a, a guy like you said, a lockdown defender, three and D or anything like that, uh, small forward, and then also. Uh, to, to add depth to the bench because that's where we got killed in that last game. But what do you think? Yeah, so here's the, the guys that are guaranteed to be on this team next year contract-wise. Russell Westbrook, Bradley Beal, Davis Bertons, Thomas Bryant, Rui, Denny, uh, Chandler Hutchinson. The team has a team option, so we'll see if the Wizards choose to use that or not. Uh, Daniel Gafford, Anthony Gill, Caleb Holmesley. Who I don't even remember playing this year. He's making he made twenty grand this year, so he'll be. Uh, we'll, we'll see. He, apparently, he'll, twenty grand. <laughs> apparently, he'll. But for some reason, he made twenty grand this year, but he's uh, one point five million for next year. I don't know. I, I, it's a guy that I think barely played. Um, so the guys that are as of right now not going to be on the roster next year that were on the, this year: Robin Lopez, Ish Smith, Raul Neto, Alex Len, Isak Bonga. Um, Garrison Matthews, Cassius, Garrison and Cassius, I think are uh, two-way guys, so I believe they are going to be still on the team. But uh, but yeah, so you lose. So Robin Lopez was the signing for the backup center position, really, when Thomas Bryant was on the team at the beginning of the season. Bryant gets hurt, and then they have to kind of scramble and move in some other guys. So that's where you experience guys like Alex Len getting signed and brought into the team. Daniel Gafford obviously acquired in the trade, um, and and so. The biggest question mark in, in, in my mind, well, one of the bigger question marks, is the Thomas Bryant. 
as far yeah. as kind of we saw Thomas Bryant start the year last year pretty well. I mean, he was having some pretty nice performances. Um, I still am in the camp of not believing that Thomas Bryant is a starting center in the NBA. Um, That's why I didn't mention him. But yeah, exactly. <laughs> but you know, he did start for this team last year. That he's obviously going to get a chance to compete for playing time heading into this season. Uh, but I'm with you. I really wish this team could sign a, a more premier center um, than Thomas Bryant, but I just don't think they're going to do that. I think they're going to see, all right, what, what's Tom? I mean, Thomas Bryant's still pretty young. He's 23. So they're going to see, like, all right, what can we get out of this 23-year-old who was hurt most of last year? We have Daniel Gafford as well at 22 years old. Um, and then they, they'll probably sign some aging veteran, like a Robin Lopez type, um, to be the backup there. Um, so then you have three centers. But I'm with you. I'd love if they signed a guy like Drummond or, or someone in the similar camp, somebody who's like played legit starting minutes in the NBA that deserves to be kind of a starter for this team. That's going to be big. Um, but yeah, the bench, the bench question is huge. You, you made a great point. I mean, I think you got to figure out, you got to fill those other holes in the team where there has to be scoring off the bench. There has to be defense off the bench. Two things that this team really lacked at times this year. Defense was horrible again this season. So you got to think, that the next coach coming in would hopefully bring some of that defensive attitudes. Um, and, uh, you know, as far as speaking on the coaching, Mike, some of the names have been thrown out there. I know Sam Cassell has been thrown out there. Um, you know, uh, Terry Stotts was just let go by Portland. Um, they mutually parted ways. I think that's a guy who, you know, is play, uh, he's coached some of the best players in the, uh, another great backcourt as far as Damian right. Lillard. Um, and uh, why am I forgetting his name? C.J. McCollum. Uh, yep. You know, so he and, and a guy who's has great playoff experience and things like that. Uh, Portland typically has a pretty good defensive team. So that's interesting. I mean, as a Wizards fan, you kind of go, oh, OK, that could be nice. Sam Cassell obviously could be nice. That's a guy who I was advocating for before they even hired Scott Brooks. I thought Cassell could come in. Um, so. So, yeah, we'll kind of see. I mean, the coaching position is going to be one of the biggest moves in this whole offseason is who's going to be coaching this team. Right. Yeah. I just think that when you're looking and all the needs, there's a lot of needs, but as you just mentioned, the coaching thing is probably, you know, the the biggest thing. I mean, are we going to re-sign Scott Brooks? Now, a lot of us are saying, eh, he had his time in here, didn't really work out, let's move on. Um, because, again, what if they sign him to a two-year extension? It's like, what's the point of that? I mean, it, it, Russ is aging, okay? I don't care if Russ sits there and says, hey, Scotty Brooks is my guy, you know, you mean to do that. Mm -hmm. Like, you, you guys went 34 and 38, now, I understand some guys got hurt, and Denny got hurt later in the season, and Thomas Bryant got hurt in the beginning of the season, all this kind of stuff, and Rui's still maturing and all this kind of whatever. But there's guys on here that are getting their careers wasted, like a Bradley Beal. He was 19 when we, when we got him, and we haven't done pretty much anything for the most part since we, he's been on the team. And now everyone's saying, like, oh, was is Russ and, uh, you know, is was, was this a good trade? And all this stuff? Russ was a dominant force for the entire season. And a guy that's doing that much where he's getting 17 assists and 24 rebounds or whatever, if we can't win games with a guy that's doing that. Now, I understand OKC was kind of in the same boat, um, you know, when Russ was doing the same thing for them after uh, after Harden and KD left and different things of that nature. But at the same time, you're looking at it and saying, let's be honest here. You got Beal, you got Westbrook. Add another piece that's going to do some damage and have a three-headed monster with supporting pieces around him. That's the whole entire you know uh, equation that Golden State did. Golden State did the exact same thing. They got Steph, Clay, and Draymond, and what else happened? 
They had they had some guys that on that team that no one even heard of before, and they won a million championships and have been to finals left and right. I mean, let's be honest here. You have to do something uh, that that is positive for the team, and just keeping the same core with Scott Brooks and saying like, well, you know, we need to work on the defense. Now, I'm not saying he speaks like that, <laughs> but uh, but at the same time, it's like we need to work on the defense, and you know, our defensive output was just terrible. Well, the defensive output was terrible all season, and we were one of the worst, if not the worst, defensive team in the entire NBA. So yes. We won 34 and 34 games, and we lost 38. But if we improve the defense a little bit more, have a little bit bench scoring, I mean, these tweaks are not that big. So Tommy Shepard really needs to get his ass in gear and try to figure out something to do because overall, right now, this core is good enough to win some games. But you need to start tweaking the the you know the surrounding pieces around that core. Yeah, yeah, I think I mean this is a probably one of the biggest off seasons in Wizards history. Um, right, I think. You know, you've got a coaching vacant coaching position right now. You've got uh, Bradley Beal, who they need to re-sign desperately. Otherwise, he's going to walk at the end of next season. Um, you've got uh, surrounding pieces, as you mentioned, that need to be found. Uh, you've got developing guys, all this stuff. I mean, this is huge. This is going to be a huge offseason. We'll keep an eye on it and keep you guys in the loop as we hear and see things develop. We'll touch real briefly on... The Washington Nationals. We'll talk a little baseball here for just, just a few minutes before we get closer to the end of the show. We wanted to spend the bulk of the show focusing on the chicken sandwich. So, uh, you know, we wanted to give you guys a little <laughs> bit of a break. But, Mike, an article was put out in SI.com uh, entitled The Five Best Trade Fits for Max Scherzer. It was written by Will Laws. Um, the Nationals okay. are in last place. I'm not going to read the whole article. I'm just reading this this section. The Nationals are in last place with the NL East's worst run differential, and their ace is a pre- pending free agent. It may soon be time to deal. Uh, here are the teams that Will Laws names as far. And well, before I get to that, keep in mind this: a couple things, and and, and he makes a couple good points in this article. One of which, uh, Washington's farm system was ranked by MLB.com as the worst in the league entering the season with high-A pitcher Cade Cavalli as the only prospect ranked in the top 100. Um, so there's that thought as far as, okay, could Scherzer be turned around for some prospects to get this farm system better? Um, yeah. Another no- thing to note that he mentions is Scherzer's 10-5 and five rights, which gives him the authority to veto any trade not to his liking. And his contract structure... Uh, where the, which the Nats have done for years now, where they'll backload a contract where he'll be still getting paid $15 million uh, in, in payments till 2028. I mean, that's how they, they kind of backload right. these contracts, as we know. Um, here are the five teams that Will Laws mentions as possible trade targets. Uh, Boston, New York, uh, the, the Yankees, uh, Toronto, uh, Atlanta, and the Cardinals are, are some of the teams named there. Um, so we wanted to touch on this briefly. We kind of joked about it, at least I joked about it a little bit last show where we talked about, where I said I, I'm fine with them trading anybody um, on right. this team because I just think they stink. Uh, but Max Scherzer is kind of a name that's being thrown out there a lot now, Mike. It's it's kind of heating up. I mean, when you've got SI.com and you've got other publications talking about it, it seems like it it is a realistic thing to possibly happen. Yeah, I mean, that's the biggest thing that I'm looking at when it comes to all these articles because... I've seen articles pop up on my Google on, uh, you know, you know, when you click the Google app on your phone, it has like three or three or four articles that pertain to you. Every single one of every single day, well, at least every single number one of the last three or four days has been Max Scherzer, Max Scherzer, Max Scherzer. Yeah. And the biggest thing that I'm looking at is when I'm reading these articles, I'm saying, well, you know, I don't want to trade Max. I don't want to trade Max. But I'm always all for 
trading a guy that's on the last year of his contract who is an aging veteran or, or anything of that nature. Um, you know, same thing with Harper. You back, you go back and you look at Harper and saying, hey, we didn't get anything for this guy because we thought, oh, well, we have a chance, we have a chance, we didn't have a chance, and he ended up going for nothing. Rendon, we, same thing. Yeah, Rendon, same thing. I think Rendon, I think the only difference with, with Rendon, I think, is that they actually might have had, had a shot to sign right. him. And they because, weren't going to trade him because he, he they won the World Series. So it's not like they exactly, were going to. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, no, but, you know, but you made a good point with Harper, for sure, because there were definitely so, rumors around that. At, that's right, and that's what I'm saying is, like, with the Harper thing, the whole entire situation, we don't have to get into it, but he ended up basically going when they had three or four suitors that were going to give us, like, three or four prospects for that, and that, then our whole entire farm system wouldn't be like this. I mean, it's just when it comes down to it, I am for trading Max Scherzer because I haven't seen anything from this team that shows that we can get on a run. I, I mean, every team can get on a run no matter what, but at this point in time, it's like I just don't see – the fight in this team or the, I guess, cohesiveness, you want to say, with the, all, these three guys are, are on fire right now and, and you know, whatever, whatever. You know what I'm saying. It's like Strasburg's getting hurt. This guy's getting hurt. Uh, you know, oh, oh we, we don't have any star. I was hearing, um, uh, geez, I was hearing, uh, what's what's his face? Now I'm going mind blank on the on the GM. Uh, Mike Rizzo. Mike Rizzo yeah. uh, sorry, I was going mind blank there for a second. But uh, I was hearing Mike Rizzo on the Junkies the other day, and the the problem was that we were looking there and hearing them say that, oh, well, we can't start this guy because he's hurt, and this guy has to get a rehab start. And we had to pitch John Lester, who's like 47 <laughs> years old, on three days rest, and he was fine with it and all that. I don't want to be doing that, you know, and I understand injuries happen, but, you know, we're, we're, we're just treading water. Yeah, we're six and a half back or whatever it may be, but we're getting, like, killed in some of these games, and that's why they're saying the run differential is so bad because, you know, when we do not hit the ball, we lose 11 to 2, you know, or we get shut out 5 to nothing. It's like we just can't have that, and that's why we're saying it. Like, you look at Jan Gomes. He's aging. Uh, catcher Josh Bell, he hasn't been too great this year. I mean, he's kind of picked it up a little bit lately, um, but same with Kyle Schwarber and stuff like that. We just need to, again, same thing like the Wizards. We need to build around the core, and I think if you trade Max Scherzer, and might I add that Max Scherzer is on the one-year deal or the last year of his deal, he can easily re-sign with us at the end of the season. People keep saying, oh, we don't want to trade him. We want him back. We want him back. You know, it's like you can get him back at the end of the season. It's all about the future, and that's what Mike Rizzo, I think, is smart enough to do because this is the third time, third go-around. Now, we did talk about Rendon briefly. This is the third go-around, okay? He did let go of of Carter Keboom, or not Carter Keboom, of uh, Lucas Giolito. You know, when everyone said that he said he wasn't going to do that. Uh, and also, what was the other guy that I'm thinking of? Um, the other prospect that was with Giolito. He was an outfielder, I believe. Um, oh, man. Oh, no, a pitcher. Ronaldo Lopez. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Who had, who had that, a couple good years in Pittsburgh, I believe. Yeah, uh, so so he, he let White go. White Sox and then Pittsburgh. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. He let, the, let those guys go right. when he said he wasn't going to. Right. So you never know. I just think this is the third go-around to the point where he can go out there, get some prospects, build the farm system back up. We have some pitchers in the wake with Jackson Rutledge and Kay Cavalli, but at the same time, you got to get some prospects back because, I mean, Carter Keboom isn't you know panning out like we thought he would. So maybe they can do a deal with Carter Keboom and Max Scherzer and try to get more prospects and maybe a, a depth guy or something like that. Bad idea. Not a bad idea. You're wheeling and dealing. You, unload them, man. Unload them. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, I think this team doesn't appear to be a team that's contending for a title this year or even a playoff spot this year. I mean, they're their right. last place right now. Obviously, they have time to make it up. There's still like four months of the season left because the baseball oh, season yeah. takes forever. But it just doesn't really seem like it. 
You should put feelers I mean, out there. They, right they don't even have Patrick Corbin pitching well. So, and Strasburg is hurt all the time. So they don't even have two of their three supposed aces on this team that are play, playing well. So if Max is all you got, you're probably not contending for the right. title. You might as well get some value. I'm a big fan of getting value for guys when you're not contending. So we'll keep an eye on it. Um, and, uh, you know, the, the rumors will definitely heat up as we get closer and closer to the All-Star break. Uh, real quick, we'll, we'll hit the forecast up as far as what's on the schedule. Again, only the Nats are playing right now, um, so that's the only team to really mention as far as the forecast. The Nats do have two away games. They're going to be playing in Tampa at the Trop, and then they've got four home games against a very good San Francisco team. Keep in mind, San Francisco is number one in their division. I mean, the Giants right. are damn good. Um, and, oh, good good fix of the typo there. I saw that. Uh, so let's hit up the final lap. A chance for Mike to comment on some big stories in sports. 90 seconds. Here we go. First up, Logan Paul versus Floyd Money Mayweather tonight in the Royal Rumble. <laughs> I wasn't expecting that, but I would love to watch this fight, but I have to stream it uh, illegally, so we'll have to keep that on the DL. So, so you have no... <laughs> that's, that's his only opinion. Uh... <laughs> John Rom, Ram, Rom, has, Rom had yep. to drop out of the tournament this weekend, Mike. He was informed. It was a pretty wild video of him being informed of, yep. uh, of that he had tested positive for COVID. Keep in mind, he had, what, a five-shot lead? Six. Six. Six-shot lead in the tournament heading into the final day, and he had to drop out. Yeah, and John Rom is one of the best players in the world. I believe he's in the top ten, and a six-shot lead was almost a given that he would win that tournament. And as of right now, what I saw earlier when we were recording, uh, his lead would still be intact after, like, ten holes. So, you know, and that's just with him scoring three rounds. Like, he was on fire, but that's that's unfortunate. Italian singer-songwriter Enrico Ruggieri, 64 years old, makes debut for fourth division club ASD Sona Soccer. I suck soccer. I was like, 64 years old? What is he doing? I, I don't know. I just saw the headline. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> That's, I, I don't know anything about it. Congratulations there, uh, Enrico. The Tennessee Titans added Julio Jones to their already pretty loaded wide receiver core. A.J. Brown, I think he's a little overrated, but he still has a ton of talent. But Julio Jones added to the mix. That would be pretty solid. And last, James Harden. About 40 seconds into game one of the series against Milwaukee Bucks, had to leave the game pretty much on one of the first plays of the game due to hamstring tightness. He had suffered from this injury. I think he didn't play for like 15 games of the regular season due to it. So he is out. Now, the Nets did get the game one victory regardless. Uh, but now James Harden is not playing in game two either, Mike. Interesting. Are you worried about the Nets' chances here? Well, as long as you have KD healthy and, and Kyrie healthy as well, at least you have two guys that can go out there and say, hey, just take it easy for the night, take the night off, get some treatment, do all that kind of stuff. But at the same time, why hasn't James Harden or some of these guys that played with, by themselves on certain teams for so long not getting hurt, how all of a sudden are all of them all, all of them getting hurt now when they're on a team with superstars? I don't get it. I don't know. You think they'd have less like yeah. to do, less, less pressure, less workload. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. But that is the – uh, final lap. Uh, we since I was able to finally get Mike to agree to something he would do uh, if, with no to to have to do no fast food and alcohol for a year. He finally agreed to something. So I'm gonna have to think of something new for him Ooh. to agree with. I don't have anything today, but we do have 
little trivia action here. Oh, a little trivia action. Um, All right. As we've been doing, Mike is a trivia master, DC Sports Trivia. I am undefeated on this show. Three for three. Pretty wild. Now, I'll tell you right now, I'm not feeling good heading into this. <laughs> I'm not feeling good. I feel like my streak might end. So, basically, I'm going to start keeping track of each team that you are uh, a- answering questions about. So, so far, you're three for three. So, three and oh for the Washington football team slash Redskins questions. I said I was going to switch it up, but this one on the same card as last week has a very good question on it. And it's some somewhat, I would say somewhat recent, uh, you know, significant questions. Here we go. The Washington football team slash Redskins question. Here we go. What career backup stepped in at quarterback in December 2007 to guide Washington to four straight wins in a playoff berth? What career backup stepped in at quarterback in December 2007 to guide Washington to four straight wins and a playoff berth? I've got a guy in my mind. I've tried. Okay, you get, remember, this is the new rules. You get one question for me to answer. See, I don't think I even need it, Mike. I've got. I think I've got it. I think I've got it. Now I, I, I'm, I'm saying that with confidence. I'm trusting my gut here because my gut has not led me wrong this whole trivia show. I'm gonna go. Is it sexy Rexy? Rex Grossman? Oh no! No. <laughs> oh no! I, you got a question, man. You should ask it just to make sure. Oh, gotta play the buzzer. There it is. Damn. There it is. Okay, the other the other name a... the other guy that came to my mind was Colt McCoy. No, no, yeah. no, that was I think Colt McCoy is Later, way right? after that. Rest in peace, yeah. by the way. Uh, isn't he dead? No, that was that was Colt Brennan. Oh, Colt Brennan. <laughs> um, are you sure it wasn't Colt McCoy? <laughs> yes, Colt McCoy is is still playing with the in the NFL, I believe. Okay, all right, all right whatever you say. It was Colt uh, Brennan from Hawaii? Yes. Okay, okay. Rest in peace. Uh, who was it? Who was it? I thought it was Sexy Rexy. Damn it! No. Nope. I mean, I got it wrong. Ask a question. Ask a question. I mean, what question? Uh, I don't even know what question to ask. Is, All right. Is he right-handed? Well, I don't know. This man Marcus is <laughs> really not well-known. I believe, if I'm not mistaken. Actually, no, that was that was a uh, different first name. Uh, same last Patrick name. Patrick His name was Todd Collins. Todd Collins. Okay. He was on this. I think he was on the same depth chart with Sexy Rexy. Right. But I believe that might not been. I wouldn't think. I wouldn't have gotten him anyways. I I, I mean, I know the name. Four straight wins. I know the name. Or the number fifteen. But I wouldn't have gotten this. I wouldn't have gotten this. So I I will admit when I am bested by a question. (laughs) And I did indeed get this wrong. I'm sorry for the people at home. I got this wrong. It's okay. It's okay. Three for four, though. You're batting three three for four. four. I mean, yeah, I'm hitting. That's better than Josh Bell. Exactly. I'm hitting like 750 right now. That's not bad. (laughs) That's not bad. I'm a beast. Let's hit up the money line. Ching. All right. Mike did very well last week. And finally. Oh, yeah. 2-0. Finally, my he upset. had a 2-0 week while I went 1-1. One and, one, and now Mike has gained an extra spot in the record. So Mike is 9-7. and seven. I am 7-9. and nine. I am looking to go 2-0 and oh this week with my two picks. My lock. Milwaukee Bucks win game two. Game one was very entertaining. It was close throughout. Right. Milwaukee could not hit a three-pointer to save their life. I'm thinking the three-point shooting comes back for them in game two. I think uh, no James Harden as well in game two. I think that gives them an extra chance. So I'm going to say Bucks win in game two. That is my lock. My upset, it's still considered an upset because Philly's the number one seed, 
Atlanta was able to beat Philly in game one. I'm going to say Atlanta's going to do it again. I'm telling you, Philly, the Sixers are jokers. They are not a real team. They are not a good team. They are a fake one seed, just like those Atlanta one seeds from back in the day, the Kyle Korver shooting threes, getting the one seed all the time. They'd always have the best record, and then they'd get punked in the playoffs. The Philadelphia, Philadelphia, 76ers are the same. This is not a team that's built to win a championship. I don't care whatever you say, Philly fans. Your team is trash. Your team is trash. I mean, heck, you you guys almost lost to the Washington Wizards. You did lose to us in the playoffs without Joel Embiid. Hawks are going to wipe the floor with you. I'm telling you, good people. Atlanta Hawks are for real. Trey Young is my god. Hawks win game two. That is my upset. Right, I thought you were going to say your guy, not your god. He's my god. Um, all right, there it Take is. Take your bow, right. Trey Young. Take your bow. He did the bow. That, that, that is Square that Garden. is one. That's one guy that I love is Clint Capella. Clint, Clint Capella. Capella. If, I, if the Wizards had Clint Capella, they would be a, a top four seed. That's all I'm saying. The right Hawks now. win the championship. You got to dye your little hair, your hair in the spot that Clint Capella has that little blonde thing in his hair. He's got it's the. Like, what's that? It's, it's, it's not. It's not like frosted a blonde tips. section. No, no, it's just that one section. Um, you got to do that. You got to. You got to just dye one section right. of your hair. If the Hawks win the championship, the championship. I, I promise to do <laughs> okay, that on yeah. the show. All right, gotcha. L- live on the show. Right, right. Um, so my lock this week is kind of a lock uh, parlay in itself. I got Garrett Cole over six Ks and records a win over the Twins this Wednesday. So Garrett Cole, the Yankees, over six Ks and records a win. So far, Garrett Cole hasn't been, you know, his normal self over the last four yeah, or five games. Yeah, because the league has... announced that you can't use substances with the balls anymore, and suddenly there Garrett Cole's not pitching uh, as well as he used to do. Huh? There you go. I'm, I'm, that's why I put it at six Ks. Now I don't know if that's a real parlay or anything like that or a real uh, bet, but I said he records a win, and he has to get over six Ks when he records a win. So if he gets five and records a win, I lose. Uh, and that's a lock for me, so I'm going with that just just because. My upset is the Blue Jays over the Chai Sox, the Chicago White Sox, Ryu and Giolito. That's a Thursday game. It's a really good pitching matchup. Ryu is, I mean, that guy is just, I mean, I don't even know how to pronounce his first and, first and middle name or whatever it is. Hi, Hi Jin Ryu or something I, like that. You Way to go. Is it really? Yeah, I didn't even I write that so. down. I just I just, I just, just thought. <laughs> I believe so. Yeah, it's probably pretty wrong. Sure, pretty sure you're right. <laughs> Against Lucas Giolito, the Blue Jays over the, the Chicago White Sox. I'm hoping that Vlad Jr. can hit some bombs off of Giolito's fastball. That was the world saying you're wrong. Probably. They gave, they gave the buzzer there. No, I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure. Um, but I'm drinking a Natty Bow, though, because the Orioles finally won. They did. In my upset They pick. finally won. Shout out to the Orioles. Shout out to Natty Bows. Shout out to That's Camden right. Yards. One of the best ballparks in baseball. Beautiful. All right. We're at the end of the show here. Uh, Mike, any, any interesting thoughts here before we end the show? Now, we had a fun time with the sandwiches. You threw yeah. out there the possibility of maybe us reviewing the McDonald's chicken sandwich. Are there any other food-related things you feel like we should take a stab at sometime on the show? Well, I was hoping to do a food challenge at some point because I do have some things in my notes on my phone. I'm bringing them up right now that are food challenges. Uh, here they go. Uh, you got the KFC 20-piece bucket challenge, the 20 Ooh. Krispy Kremes in 10 minutes challenge. Oh, God. Uh, the Taco Bell 12-pack in 5 minutes challenge. That should be easy. Um, and then there's also the taste test with uh, fast food nuggets and chicken wings as well. Uh, and there's also a Don Corleone solo pizza challenge. I wrote all these down because obviously they're probably on Google somewhere, uh, but I would like to actually do those at one point. But that's probably not a show topic, uh, but maybe the taste test for like the wings and stuff like right, that. Right, right, right. Yeah, we got we to gotta take a look at some fast food. 
menus and see if there's items that you and I both haven't tried and we can try for right. the first time um, and give our thoughts and opinions. And uh, if you would like to share your thoughts and opinions about the spicy chicken sandwich, hit us up on Twitter at the DC crossover and at Cerrone 16. Yeah, I'd be interested in Mike and I have said anytime that we see a food challenge, especially related to McDonald's, it's always a challenge where we're like, man, we could knock that out of the park. Cause it's always like eat two big Macs, two large fries, nuggets, and like two large drinks. And it's like, Oh, you mean my regular order? <laughs> like, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, I don't know. And it's like, do it all in under like 30 minutes. It's like, I'll do it in 10. I mean, there, there was there was one that said like it was like two quarter pounders, two you know McDoubles, and like you said, two large fries, two large ten piece nuggets, and then two sodas in an hour and a half. I'm like hour and a half, hour and a half. Like I could, I, mean, I need, I, I need an hour and a half to eat the meal, go drive and get another meal, bring it back <laughs> home, finish that, and then still have some time left over for the toilet. Well, <laughs> what's the what's the point with McDonald's doing all these famous people's meals like, like the BTS, BTS meal? It's meal. Like... They did the Travis Scott meal. They did. Uh, there's been a few of them, but it's always like this is the BTS meal. It's like chicken nuggets and fries. It's like, oh, you mean <laughs> number four on the menu or whatever? <laughs> number ten. It's not the. What BTS about our meal? meal? They could do our meal, and it would, it would cost. Well, at least if, if you it do... was going to be a celebrity's meal, it would be like a signature thing, like a yeah. like a like a customized exactly sandwich a or something. customized thing. But like, I'm pretty sure the BTS meal is ten piece nuggets, large fry, a coke, and like a burger. And it's like, yeah. how is that the BTS meal? <laughs> it's like it's because a those happy guys meal. ordered it once or something on the road on tour. It's like, how is that their meal? No, what would be the Mike Cerrone meal? Oh, the Mike Cerrone meal uh, would be no deals included. I would definitely do a two McDoubles. Uh, a, I mean, if I'm trying to stay away from the sugary sodas, but I would do a no ice Dr Pepper and a large fry. Okay, two McDoubles, large. Where you combine the, fr- the combine the McDoubles too to take off one. Oh, two that's pieces of smart. Bread. See there, there. That's a customizable thing. My go-to McDonald's meal, and and I'm also <laughs> in the same boat. I'm trying to cut down on this crap, but I'd go. I always get a, a 10-piece nugget meal, so I get the large oh. fry, the nuggets, wow. and a Coke. But then I always add in a McDouble into the mix right? Uh, because you got to have – you can't just eat the nuggets and fries. you got to have a burger in the mix anyways. By but the, you got to do the – yeah. Go ahead. Go ahead. I was just going to say, by the way, we, we, we crapped on Burger King earlier. I will say the Burger King Whopper is not a bad fast food burger. It's not bad. It's not terrible. It's, yeah. not, it's, not, it's, not, yeah, it's not amazing or anything, but I'd say it's a better burger than McDonald's burgers. It's not a Baconator, that's for sure. No, it's not as good as Wendy's burgers – but it's better than McDonald's burgers. So. The thing about the apps, again, I will mention that for the McDonald's app, you can get uh, two McDoubles, and, it's, and it automatically throws in the two for three. So it's three bucks if you get two McDoubles. Ooh, that's not bad. That's not bad. Yeah. We could talk about we could do We could do hours on this. We could do hours on this. <laughs> but um, we hope you enjoy this episode. Please continue to subscribe, rate, review, all that good stuff. Um, because, you know, the, the, the listeners have been going up and we appreciate that for those who are spreading the word check us out on youtube again uh we'll put the link to the youtube channel and our twitter um so you can go to there and and if you'd like to watch the full videos we've got the full videos on there and then of course please catch us on the contender uh the contender.com that's contender with a k the contender.com uh our show airs during the week on tuesdays at noon um and there's also other content there's dc contents on tuesdays and Thursdays, it's like every other day it switches and that sort of thing. Bill Rowland does his show. There's a couple other new shows on The Contender. So please check them out. They do great work. There's new shows on there. Plus, uh, we're on there. So if you support us, 
go ahead and support them. And by the way, stay tuned to Twitter and Contender and all that good stuff because we got some show news coming within the next few weeks or so. Uh, we may have a new addition to the show, and I'm not going to mention anything else besides that because we have things in the works, but there's some n something new on the horizon, so stay tuned to social media for the announcements there. That is Mike Cerrone. I am Ben Simpson. We hope you enjoyed this episode. Go buy yourself a chicken because you are a chicken. We'll see you next time on the DC Crunch.